Hey guys, this is Alf speaking. Welcome back on the Macro Compass. So the Fed just hiked 75 basis points and markets went ballistic. What the heck is going on? Well, it all started when Powell went ahead and said the following. We are now at levels broadly in line with our estimates of neutral interest rates. And after front-loading our hiking cycle until now, from now onwards, we will be much more data-dependent. So despite admitting that you know, economic growth is slowing down, the Fed hiked 75 basis points, but they also admitted they will be much more data-dependent going forward. And markets staged a humongous rally, which was led by the most valuation-intensive and risk-sentiment-driven asset classes, NASDAQ and crypto overall. Now, in this article, the idea is to break down the FOMC meeting and discuss exactly that one single sentence that spurred such a rally and assess where this leaves us now. Is the music changing? Is this rally sustainable? Is the global macro analysis backing such a rally? So effectively, even f basically 15 minutes into the press conference, the fireworks went off when Powell admitted that the Federal Reserve is effectively a neutral interest rates and any hikes that they will be doing from now onwards will effectively put them into restrictive territory by their estimates. And therefore, they will be much more data dependent and nuanced right now. This is super important for a couple of reasons. The first is the neutral rate itself is the prevailing rate at which the economy delivers its potential GDP growth. It doesn't overeat. It doesn't excessively cool down. If with the 75 basis point hike, the Fed reached its estimate of neutral rate, it means they are not contributing to actively overheating the economy anymore or supporting the economy anymore. It also means that any hike from now onwards will put the Fed in a restrictive territory. Now, the bond market knows that every time the Fed has become restrictive in the past, they broke something. And I put a chart in the article that shows that every single time the Federal Reserve has become restrictive against an estimate of neutral interest rates, the dot-com bubble burst, the great financial crisis arrived, the taper tantrum sell-off hit the market, the China slowdown scare hit the market in 2016, etc., etc. Now, basically, until yesterday, uh, you could be completely sure that the Fed would have just pressed on the accelerator. Uh, there was no space for nuances. But when journalists asked, asked Powell questions following that sentence, they asked him, you know, the bond market is pricing you to cut rates in 2023. Or given the bond market rally and the equity market rally, financial conditions have eased quite a lot. What's your take? They were waiting for him to say, you know, we have to stay the course. We'll have to tighten until inflation slows down, which was the mantra we've heard until yesterday. And instead, he said, it's very hard to predict rates six months from now. It's very hard to predict the appropriate level of financial conditions tightening. We will have to be fully data dependent. And at that point, the market understood it. Powell totally ditched forward guidance. When you totally ditch forward guidance, what happens is that you give markets the green light to design and to price freely their probability distribution across all asset classes without any anchor anymore. And it all starts from the fact that the Federal Reserve, when they become data dependent, they really only care about one data, right? And one data point right now is inflation. The bond market has a very strong opinion about where inflation is going to be. I calculated the expected inflation between July 23 and July 24, 
and the bond market is pricing it to be at roughly 2.5% using the PCE, which is the preferred measure of inflation from the Fed. Effectively, the bond market is expecting that by the second half of 2023, inflation is not a problem anymore. Now, until now, while they were pricing this, they couldn't translate this pricing into all other asset classes because the Federal Reserve was telling them, in any case, we'll have to remain very, very tight with our monetary policy. So there is an anchor, there is a forward guidance. You cannot freely translate all this price into all other asset classes. Yesterday, that went away. And you can see in the volatility adjusted market dashboard that I posted in this article, that there were three pockets that really moved and you can use to rationalize this market move. US real interest rates. Now they moved down pretty aggressively yesterday. But that's obvious, right? If the Fed isn't going to blindly keep hiking, but be much more data dependent, contingent on the view that CPI will come down, which is what's priced in by traders, investors can just, you know, they just have the green light to price this more nuanced Fed stance into all other asset classes, including real interest rates. They don't have to be that high anymore. They can actually be still relatively high, but mildly so. It means you rally, you have a rally in real interest rates from the levels prevailing before the FOMC meeting. And when real interest rates decline, valuation intensive and all risk sentiment driven asset classes, they outperform because the marginal inflation adjusted return for owning cash, which is the risk-free real yield, basically, it just becomes less attractive. Real yields are becoming lower. And also the discounting rate for all long-term cash flows becomes less punitive. So the incentive to chase risk assets increases. It's actually the riskier, the better in this environment, according to this narrative. And what happens indeed is that if you guess what were the two main characters of the crazy market rally we experienced yesterday, you find immediately that they were US tech and crypto, the most valuation intensive and risk sentiment driven asset classes out there. But the real question is, in the giant puzzle called global macro, are all the pieces falling in the right place to fully support the narrative? So effectively, I'm going to summarize what happened yesterday by saying that if the Fed isn't going to blindly hike us into a recession, if they're going to be data dependent and contingent on the fact that inflation is going to slow down aggressively, at least as priced in by market participants, yesterday investors got the green light to prices across the board, across asset classes. That means less hikes now and less cuts later because the Fed is going to be more nuanced. They're not going to hike us into a recession, which means it's gonna, they're going to do less hikes in 2020, but in 2022, but also less cuts in 2023. So the curve steepens. Lower real yields because the Fed won't keep policy ultra uber tight blindly for too long. And that means that you can have this crazy market rally we had. Now, to pass the global macro consistency test, I think you're failing for at least two reasons right now. The first one is, this is the most important inflation fight that central bankers have engaged in in over 35 years. And history suggests that just a mildly restrictive stance won't be enough. Slaying the inflation dragon is not done with baby steps. That's what history shows us across different jurisdictions and different historical circumstances. And assuming right now that the Fed will be able to engineer significantly lower inflation while already right now taking the foot of the gas pedal when it comes to tightening, 
seems relatively optimistic from a historical perspective. And the second is when you ditch forward guidance, you increase the volatility in the bond markets even further. And a volatile bond market is an enemy for risk assets. Just a theoretical exercise. Let's assume that the next inflation prints are worse than expected in absolute terms, momentum, and composition. A fully data-dependent Fed at that point will have to consider a 100 basis point hike in September already. Well, what happens in markets is that you have to undo and more what you have done over the last month, basically. It's going to be mayhem all over again. So while ditching forward guidance might be the right monetary policy strategy right now, if there is no anchor for bond markets, implied volatility will have a hard time coming down. And if volatility in the bond market is very high, and this is the biggest and most liquid market in the world, one of the biggest and the most liquid market in the world, this generally requires higher and not lower risk premium everywhere else like we have seen uh, happening yesterday. To sum it all up, I don't think the Fed can't or won't stop until the job is done. And the job is only done when inflation has been slaughtered Likely there's going to be a big collateral damage to the labor market and the broad economy too, but I seriously doubt that Powell's message yesterday was to ditch completely forward guidance and to tell people, go and price whatever you want. We're going to be data dependent and we're going to actually slow down our tightening process well before we have evidence that the inflation momentum is slowing down and the composition of inflation is becoming more friendly. We are far, far away from that point at this stage. And I therefore do not believe that lower risk premium, steeper yield curves, and anything that the market went pricing in yesterday passes an accurate global macro analysis test. In short, guys, I would say just hold your horses for now. Now, this was it for today. Thanks for listening. In general, guys, remember that if you want to reach out to me for partnership, consultancies, sponsorships, the email is themacrocompass at gmail.com. And as always, we are a fantastic community now of, I think, almost 80,000 people by now. It's incredible. Thank you all. If I can ask you to spread the word even further about the Macro Compass, tell a friend, tell a colleague, forward this article around, it will really make my day. Thank you all again, guys, and we'll talk next week.